1: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said? See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? because
0: nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right
1: now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. All right, welcome back to the Mountain West Connection podcast. We're back to sports, basketball edition this week. Again? Hey, it's like a month in a row, man, right, Eli? Is that good?
0: We're on a nice streak here, and I uh, have my, my laptop and my HDMI cable, so I'm all set for watching games this weekend, because that seems to be the only route at this point.
1: Hey, you can Chromecast the game if you have a Roku, Apple TV. Oof, just I, saying, I wish. <laughs> just saying, or, what I found out last night, yeah, we'll get to everything in a minute, uh, mwcconnection.com, but referring to the championship game, I've, if you have DirecTV, I noticed they now integrated the ESPN3 app or mm. ESPN app. And I was testing it last night. Part of it, they will switch channels for you. but I went to record a video, it played perfectly fine with my internet. So if you have DirecTV, go to any sports channel, push the red button on your remote, it'll pop up the ESPN app. And you could scroll through ESPN3 broadcasts. So that's another simple way I found Sweet. out. So that's the VADIS issue over the weekend. We'll get to that. but... I guess it. We officially Rams are no more to be doubted at all. I guess we keep going back to it. First place, uh, tied for first, and another buzzer-beater victory. Essentially, well, late game winner. I'll say.
0: I, I didn't think this game would be that close. I Had a few people mention to me that watch out, Wyoming might pull off an upset, and I wasn't wasn't really buying it. But they played well, and CSU had just enough, so that sets up a huge game on Saturday. So that's that's definitely must watch if you can if you can get to it.
1: Yeah, if you have. You, Find ask your brother for the or relative for their password to Comcast, Xfinity, uh, Charter, whatever you have or don't have, I guess, to get there. If but. it even
0: works too, because I remember uh, last week, mm. Boise was I can't remember who they were playing now. Uh, Boise had their game that was on ESPN three. I think it was it was oh it was against Nevada, and oh, yeah. um, that game was on ESPN three, and their stream was just completely dead. It wouldn't work. It was frozen and so and I they denied that, it too yeah yeah which is which is great and so michael katz from idaho statesman he he periscoped the last two minutes of the game <laughs> so we were all able to watch so that was good but hopefully he isn't, he isn't on duty this weekend so hopefully that stream good. works
1: yeah this we this league like people say it's a crazy league there's a million tiebreaker scenarios which you pointed out which some don't apply because boise lost to uh fresno at home oh jeez mm-hmm yeah was there some standing ovation or something for nick duncan i think i saw something about it recall wasn't there something when he left the game or fouled yeah, out Yeah, he,
0: he fouled out right towards the end and I, I think he got a pretty decent hand and and you have to he's done so much for the program but he had a pretty rough night it was just one for six from deep so it's
1: more the points
0: yeah oh wow okay
1: <laughs> yeah five um, for four
0: <laughs> yeah um it 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 is what it is, but I I love Nick Duncan and that guy's been so entertaining to watch the last few years. So mm-hmm. hopefully they have some good games in the Mountain West tournament because uh, this is this is definitely a team I'd like to see at least at least challenge for the tournament this weekend because they they have a lot of they have a lot of talent on that team.
1: There's so I remember seeing him a couple years ago when Wyoming won the tournament with Larry Dance. It won semifinal games. It was pretty intense and he was just doing his thing and chucking it. But I look at that box scores. I watched part of that game. The Boise starters had zero players in double digits.
0: That's It's kind of abnormal, honestly, because you can usually count on at least Hutchison or Jessup and maybe Duncan to pick up 10, 15 points, but that wasn't the case. Austin led the team with 17 off the bench. Yeah.
1: Played basically starter minutes. He played more third-most minutes at 28. He got Dickinson as well, but lose to Fresno. He got the, What's his name? Um, Deshaun Taylor tearing up 26 points. A couple of other guys getting 18 apiece. But should we... Okay, we're going to get to tournament stuff as well because we're not going to really go over too many games because we'll have this show today and assuming we can make time work, something before the tournament next week, possibly. Yeah, it sounds good. So we won't go through all these games, but it's we kind of... like We joke with with CSU all oh, they're out of it. They have f- four players playing, whatever. They're down a guy the whole game or something. <laughs> so a few players, but we kind of... Early in the season, like, well, could Fresno be a challenger? Because they're only winning at home, but they win at Boise, and now they're staying of a buy and they're a top-four seed. Are they a team that could go on to do well? Because if I'm correct, haven't they beat, like, every team better than them in the conference? They beat Boise twice. They beat Nevada once. Uh, they, the one time they played them, so 3-0 against Boise and Nevada, and they uh, lost, split versus CSU. So they're, what, 5 and one Versus the seeds ahead of them, it looks like.
0: Yeah, they, it looks here that they swept Boise and Nevada, so they've been awesome against the top three teams, and they could legitimately pick up the the three seed if oh, Boise they, loses I, and you, Fresno wins. I um,
1: do. Scroll down. They did beat Nevada twice, so there's
0: maybe if, at,
1: cause first is it back to back Fresno State Mountain West Tournament champs?
0: It possibly who knows? But uh, throughout the throughout this year, Fresno's been been pretty bad on the road. They're awesome at home, uh, but the last two last two games they've showed up. They they topped San Diego State and then Boise State on Tuesday. So maybe this maybe they're turning around. We'll see what they do in the tournament. But uh, I wouldn't be shocked. I, I think that Rodney Terry really gets his guys to play when they when they have big games. We've seen that this year, just how they've done against Nevada and Boise and SDSU. So uh, I I wouldn't be shocked. Wouldn't be shocked at all.
1: So let's get to this weekend because everybody wants to talk about Nevada and Colorado State. Uh, the uh, coverage is obviously not what we'd like for that game, <laughs> but it is for a uh, conference title. So I don't know how much coverage they'll pick up outside, just because. <coughs> excuse me. Just because the Mountain West is down and it's one bid, and who was it I watched? I tweeted the other day. It was Danny Granger at halftime saying, "What did I put out there wasn't Neva- say Nevada had like the best talent overall or something." I think he said. Shoot, I I, th- I, I think
0: that. that's, I'm almost positive that's what you tweeted out. I, I yeah, think so. You're in the half, which they sure, like I said, they
1: have two NBA players on the roster. And outside of the league, I don't know if any other team has more than one,
0: if one. I don't think so.
1: At least at the moment. But maybe some guys from like Hemsley or Trey Kell from San Diego State. But even then, they're probably fringe guys at the moment. But the game, CSU Nevada, 6 p.m. Mountain Time. That's 5 out there Pacific. So go do your stuff during the day, fire up whatever you can do to get ESPN3 at home. <laughs> Go to a friend's house, um, watch the game. But Rams, like, they... Again, it's like, how do they keep doing this by play guys playing 30-plus minutes every single night?
0: Well, the, the interesting thing about this game is that we talk so much about how CSU plays on a short rotation. Uh, they rank... 257th in the country in bench minutes, so only 28% of their minutes come from players that come off the bench. Then you look at Nevada, they're 349th. There are only two other teams in the entire nation that play fewer bench minutes, so it's they stick almost exclusively to their starting five, so I think that these teams match up pretty equally in terms of in terms of personnel. So that's interesting, just with how often we talk about CSU and, and their rotation, but um I don't know if you want to do predictions right now, but uh, but this, this this should be a good game. It's going to be a packed house in Nevada and in and, and in Reno, and we've seen their attendance has been awesome this year. Fans are really passionate, so it'll be a good environment. Definitely a tournament like environment.
1: Am I correct? This is their first and only meeting of the year. This is yes.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Oh, Big time stakes.
1: It's a good old unbalanced schedule. I'm like I'm looking through. I'm like I'm scrolling through the schedule. I'm like, is this really the first time they played? Going through, it, it's like, yep, they have. So, like, what, what do you think CSU's been doing? Is it's just, I don't know they Just, I know they just try. They're a good team. They're playing extre- extremely well, and they're coming from behind. They're, they don't care. It's like, who cares if we were, not that they have nothing to lose, but like, it's just us. And that's it. They've won what ten in a row, ten of fourteen, I think it is.
0: Uh, it looks like it looks 12, like it. I think
1: twelve of whatever they won a lot. They won like eight, what seven in a row, and they do it like they could. They're scoring a lot of points, too, except for the San Diego State win where they scored 56. They're scoring reasonably well, like 81 versus San Jose. Last time they played San Diego State, 78. Every game except for, what, in their last winning streak have been 69 or more points. You even got a 68-point win versus Diego versus New Mexico. So they're still, with the amount of players they have, they're still scoring. They're not trying to slow it down to do, at least I don't think their pace is that slow, but they're still putting up points for this team. Like the amount of points, they're not winning because they're, Saving energy, doing let's run the shot clock down. Let's shoot at five seconds left. Where that because that could conserve some energy if you get uh, tired and all stuff like that. But they're just go play how they play. Like their adjusted offense, I fine pulled it up here. They're sitting at, let's see, that's Florida State there. Sorry, uh, what 61st in a Ken Palm adjusted offense. So it's okay. You know, I mean, it's not extremely fast, but it's not going slow like what, uh, who's lost, Arkansas Pine Bluff or something, <laughs> <laughs> at the bottom, or UTSA down there, so that's something to look at as well, because they're not, they're just, they didn't, I don't think they changed their game too much when they lost, even though those players are gone, they didn't contribute a ton of minutes, a ton of points, I know we said this a million times, but Eustace, you could have said, all right, let's, instead of doing this, let's, like, walk it up instead of hurrying it up, you know what I mean, just a few things here and there, just a few trips, because like Michael Jordan would say, yeah, I, sometimes, I save myself for the fourth quarter sometimes, it's like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to die for that loose ball just because I might have been able to get it. I'd rather let it go out of bounds, give them the ball, and save that energy for the final four minutes or something. And so they're th- just playing their game, and it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, I, I think that what makes the CSU team so dangerous is that they're really the only team in the conference outside of SDSU that is focused on just defense first and then and then see what can be done on the offensive side. And I think that's that's great for this team because – if they can hold a team to 65 to 70 points, they can lean on Clavel or Amago. I think Clavel's one of, if not the best guard in this conference, just the way he can take over games. So if they're able to hold opponents, uh, they, they rank 28th in the country right now in opponent effective field goal percentage. So their defense has been awesome, and, and they have a guard that they're able to just give the ball to when, when they need to score some points down the stretch, and that's been working out for them. You, you see the margins on their games that they've won one by 2 against Wyoming, one by one against SDSU. They've had a close game against Wyoming again, uh, one by one against SDSU again. And so they've, they've played in tight games this year. And I mentioned in my article um, a few days ago that, that they're able to win these close games because they can rely on guys like Clavel to get big baskets. So it's it's a winning formula, and, and we'll see what happens on Saturday. But I've been very impressed with what this team's accomplished the last few weeks.
1: So when we look at Nevada, because I know we're doing a ton on CSU just because it's a pretty good story for what they're doing. Like I said, Nevada has a couple of NBA guys who the Rams may or may not probably don't have, I'm assuming. Maybe Cla- Clavel could be there one day or something. But, like, these guys are playing. Like, the minutes is absurd. But same thing with, uh, like I said, versus Nevada. They're not playing 10 players deep. They're mm-hmm. just as short of rotation as CSU. So, like, with Nevada, like, they've had some – Interesting losses on the air because they've had. I know they're back on track, winning five in a row, but that San Diego State blowout's concerning and Utah State, but it seems like they put that behind them, both those double digit losses. Because, okay, yeah, you smoke Air Force, they beat every win they've had since the uh, San Diego State loss has been double digits. They crush UNLV rival, they crush a decent. Uh, on the road, being San Jose, they stayed at home. It's, they're better, but not great, but they've been pretty good at home throughout the year. They smoked them. So it seems like they got things turned around and they haven't lost a home game geez since Fresno which was also a weird loss. And that was back in when was that, February, early February?
0: Yeah, January twenty first. That was the only home loss the whole year.
1: Oh, only one whole year, so yeah. So two almost six weeks ago. So is there like who would you who would you want it to step up for this game for Nevada? Like if they're gonna win, they need to do this or this player has
0: to do this. I think that Marshall's going to be key, Marcus Marshall. Um, because he has a tough matchup if he does match up with Gian Clavel, uh, just because Clavel is, is so balanced and uh, so athletic and such a good player. So I think that's definitely a key matchup to watch. And then down in the post, Cam Oliver, and he'll, he might be paired up with Emmanuel Maglo. So it's interesting how both of these two teams' best players will be matched up with the other team's best players. But if the thing i like so much about this nevada team they're awful at three-point shooting last year i want to say they're in the 340s 342nd last year and three-point percentages are up to 32nd this year Um uh, they, they have a ton of guys that can torch it from deep and and i think if marshall gets hot which he definitely can if he can knock down some threes i think that'll probably be key for the wolf pack
1: all right so how many um oops are going to is Cam Oliver going to throw down
0: I hope, I hope for at least two or three. You know he's always good for a highlight reel, so you never know what this conference is. They always seem to end up in the highlights for some reason.
1: They do pretty good. And one thing too, I noticed, they, despite the, the short bench, they, a lot of people score. They have five guys in double figures compared to what the Rams have. Three, almost four, or my page is there at nine. Jay Bob has eight and a half. Or, no, I'm sorry. Apologize for that name. That's not there. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just going down the stat line there. And so I'm like, hey, there you go. They score, but... Nevada can win if, say, Cameron Oliver has maybe 11 points or Marcus Marshall has nine points. Not ideal, but I think they have enough talent to make up for that. Like, their rebounding's pretty good. They're shooting, eh, not too bad, 45%. Better than the Rams, obviously, who were just a little bit there. And they shoot the three pretty good. I still want to see, you know, I mean, the Chuckers come out for this game if they need to because there's times where every team has it. Like I got this, and then
0: no. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Nevada loves the heat check, and they've got four guys right now that average over thirty-eight percent from deep. So if you slow one down, there's there's probably going to be another guy that steps up, which which makes it such a difficult matchup. I'd
1: recommend guarding DJ Fenner, Rams. Okay, stick a hand (laughs) hand in his face if he's down nearly fifty percent. They're at forty-five. So who's gonna win this game? Is it just home court, or what do you think's gonna go down?
0: If- I think I think Nevada wins. I think they win by double digits, and that's only because they, they pull away at the end. I think it will be a competitive game throughout, but it's it's so difficult to beat Nevada and Reno. Uh, they, As we mentioned, they had that one strange loss to Fresno State earlier in the year, but this team just – they heat up so fast, and that's the one thing that I've noticed about this team the number of times that I've seen them this year. Uh, which also makes them such a dangerous tournament team if they if they make it that far, is that they can pull off a ten zero run in in a minute or a minute and a half. They, they just have these quick runs where they just bomb threes or, or get a quick layup or dunk, and it makes it so hard to defend. And CSU is a, a great defensive team, but can they slow down four or five three-point shooters at once? We'll have to see because a lot of the other teams in this conference haven't been able to do so.
1: There's there's that yes and then also but the Ram, one thing good thing about the Rams like if they get back like that Aztecs game they're down double figures. However, we know the Aztecs offense isn't anything special. Where, the like like I said last year, like if you have a lead, if Aztecs ever have a lead over ten points, with they have to go. I'm booking it for them to win. So being coming back versus Nevada, if that does happen, I would give it obviously few, much less odds compared to even what they did for San Diego State because Nevada gets ahead. I don't think anyone that much of a cold streak for the Rams can come back to say it's a tw- similar thing, 10 points, 12 points, 8 points. That'll be tough for CSU to come back against because the Nevada offense doesn't really slow down or too many cold streaks for the most,
0: usually. Yeah, and the other thing about this game is that CSU, they played a couple tough opponents in, in the non-conference with Wichita and Kansas State and, and Colorado back when we thought they were going to be decent. <laughs> but... Um, Nevada, this is the toughest offensive team that they'll play all season long, uh, besides maybe Wichita. You could make an argument that Wichita is a, a better offensive team. So uh, they can slow down the likes of Fresno and Boise and San Diego State, but how they match up against Nevada, which is one of the better offensive teams in the country, that, that could pres- present some problems.
1: All right, I think Nevada's going to win mostly because they're at home. So I think that's a safe bet they're going to win. Are you? Where are you going on this one?
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely going with Nevada. I, I say that. I say if they score over seventy-five points, they're in great shape, and I, I think they'll be able to win by maybe ten or eleven.
1: All right, so we got some other really good this weekend. I'm looking at the standings now, just because um, I had somebody saw on Twitter: "What's the tiebreaker for last place between you and Air Force?" Oh my
0: gosh! <laughs> <laughs> at least someone's asking the question, right? I guess they have to. I don't. <laughs>
1: Why do you want to avoid the fifth seed, whoever that may be, instead? Which would be uh, right now who we got: uh, San Diego State. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: oh, uh, no, 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 no. Top five gonna buy that. Yes, yeah, seed. So, you know. so
0: Nevada or SDSU.
1: You want to be face like so? Here's what we got right now. We'll have tournament stuff next week, obviously. I found a few nuggets of predictions right now, and uh, apparently Nevada is getting consideration for at-large bid. We'll get that in a minute here. But as for the conference tournament, here's what we got. Also, this game. Do you think a coach would just not throw the game, but like, oh, it doesn't matter, and just uh, play it out? You know I mean, because, like, here's the question you want to ask yourself. If seedings go as planned, because you got Nevada or CSU, then it's going to be Boise or Fresno for, I don't think San Diego State can get that four spot. I don't believe, no, because Fresno beat them once already. So let's just assume, I should have done this before, but who would Nevada or CSU rather face, Boise or Fresno? I'm assuming the Fresno, right?
0: Uh, well, Nevada's in in the case of Nevada in the case of Colorado State.
1: Either like, what would be the better matchup? Because what I was getting at, like, if this game gets out of hand, well, t- whoever's losing just kind of whatever. Who cares? It matters, but I mean, say either team gets up by twelve or fifteen for, because they have a hot starter. Stuff, ha- stuff happens. Games get weird. So would that? Does it? The seeding really matter for whoever wins or loses, or do you think there's a preference between Nevada versus Boyce or Fresno or CSU versus Boyce or Fresno, and if it gets to that point?
0: I think both teams would prefer to play Boise, and that's because Fresno has has scared some teams, have scared some teams this year. I, Nevada handled Boise twice fairly easily, and I think if Colorado State can force Boise to the perimeter, make them take some threes, I think they they can win that matchup. Even though they had a loss earlier this year, but um, Fresno is a wild card, and we've mentioned that before. I don't really know what to expect out of this team because we didn't really see it happening last year with them in the tournament i, I sure didn't predict them to, to win the conference tournament last year so i i think both teams probably want to avoid fresno at all costs and and Boise's not a team that you want to sleep on either because they can definitely win three games down in vegas but i think Fresno's probably more dangerous
1: okay they've been there before coach is good and they it's here's how it'll play out i think okay that's Great assessment there. But here's how it's going to not play up like the ranking, the schedule for the tournament, essentially. Nevada State shooting at Boise. Fresno's going to win this weekend. They're hosting UNLV. They better win. Winner between San Diego State and New Mexico gets that. That's a big game now because a bye is on the line to not play that extra game. And so the winner of that game will get that because it's one, two, three, four, five. So that winner gets a bye, which is huge. Loser would play either UNLV or Air Force because right now it's a Tied. I'm assuming whatever the tiebreaker is, who cares? But you're playing a bad team, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then you got the only, I guess the most, well, I guess we'll talk about some more later because we'll do a few bracket things, but that's probably how it's going to play out. You want San Jose State? They're both tied at 7 to 10, and they actually uh, play each other. So there's another game that'll change a little bit. So they would be, what, the 7 8 seed right there, if I have that correct?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right.
1: Six, seven, 7 8. Which. Don't the seven and eight. No, wait, no, they wouldn't. They'd be six, 11. Here's the thing. Like, I think you want to win that game because the loser probably plays Utah State, it looks like. Because Utah State's done. They're done at seven and 11. Their season's uh, regular season's complete. So mm-hmm. we'll get to stuff later. That's kind of how to play. We'll have a bracket and stuff up, but let's get to some bigger picture stuff. And this isn't going to be a super long show because dang you, tech, technology. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, no kidding. <laughs> That's the but.
1: Going through a few um, at-large tournament stuff because we always do that. Looking at yeah, what's his name, the bubble watch at ESPN. That's pretty good by M. Brennan. He's um, I don't know if he's convinced, but, but he has Mount uh, Nevada as a potential at-large team. Here's what they have right now. Their RPI is actually pretty good at 43, which kind of surprises me. It's that high, and I wish they could have a couple a couple of losses back, like being 25 and four instead. And what do you think? Like, if they have an RPI of 43, like, who would you put them against? Like, USC has a better RPI, but worse record, much better strength to schedule. Or you got, like, Cal, much fewer in 19, worse RPI, but, like, a top 40 SOS. Like, if you're picking between those three, sorry to throw it at you, but who do you think might be, like, if they win a couple more games?
0: Between USC and, which was the other one? Cal, USC, and Nevada.
1: They're and all in I, the
0: same I, range, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I, I would numbers. have to
0: go USC. Um, I think I have USC. I think as a ten seed, I have, I have a new bracket for tomorrow. But um, Cal on the bubble. USC's is decently in the field, even though some some guys are are a little bit lower on the Trojans. But I think with Nevada, it's just they they have zero top fifty wins, and their uh, strength of schedule just isn't great. So, and and they have those bad losses too. So their best win this year, I I, I don't Could know. Be Saturday. Do, it it could be it could be but how much is the committee really going to value a home win against CSU so you got to pick up the signature wins I I said it at the start of the year that their their game their season opener at St. Mary's is probably going to be the biggest game all year because Mm -hmm. if they could win that one at least they'd have one check mark on their tournament resume if they needed to get an at-large but I I'm not buying any any at-large hype for Nevada I just think that um they they just don't have the makings of what you would see from a bubble team even this year when the bubble's pretty weak just just lacking any sort of signature win.
1: So even if they were to go say what 27 and 7.
0: Yeah, I, that was the case with CSU 2 years ago. They went 27 and 7 and they I believe finished undefeated in non-conference play, but they didn't play anyone either. So
1: Or SDSU last year I guess too.
0: Yeah, yeah, them too. So um it's it, it when you look at wins and losses, you'd want to think that these teams should make it to the NCAA tournament. But um, and and I would definitely be interested in seeing the Wolfpack in the tournament because I think they could they could win a game potentially. But uh, the committee committee runs the show differently than how I would run it, so I I don't see it happening.
1: All right. So looking at a couple of teams. Like, okay. Let me ask one more team because I'm looking through a bunch of these and some of these teams are interesting. Probably because the conference they play in their SOS is high. Um, Really quick,
0: Illinois.
1: They um, are seventeen people. know, seventeen and twelve, losing league record right now in Big Ten. Probably have a losing league record overall. RPA fifty six, SOS twelve. How are they even in consideration?
0: You know what? This is a team that is similar to a lot of those those bubble teams that are being mentioned right now. So, you have Illinois, you have Clemson, Georgia Tech. Uh, Yeah. Kansas State's there, just just a ton of these mediocre teams. But the thing about that, when you have competitive leagues like the ACC is this year and the Big Ten um, and, and Big 12, you have so many opportunities for top 50 wins, which the committee loves. So even if you play 14, 15 games against top 50, that, that, that number might be a little high. So it's 9 or 10 games against top 50 teams. You're bound to win at least one or two of them. It could be because you'd imagine they would be at home, so that's what gives these, uh, yeah, it gives these major conference teams opportunities. And I think that the reason why the bubble is so weak this year—I've said this before—that mid-majors as a whole have have been pretty bad this year. Um, you have Wichita, which has a case for, and at large from from the Missouri Valley. But besides that, some people are mentioning Middle Tennessee State. I'm I'm not completely buying that yet. But besides that, there really has been no outstanding teams from the mid-major conferences. Usually you get maybe four or five from the A-10 or you get a couple from the Mountain West. or
1: Not even Missouri Monmouth? Valley gets a, what's that? Monmouth moved to the back and they're first place.
0: Yeah, yeah Monmouth had some rumblings last year. But it's been a down year for the mid-majors as a whole, and that's why you see some of these teams like, who is this in Illinois? How did they get there? And and that's just because the the void has been left by these mid major schools that haven't been able to pick up big non conference wins.
1: Good point. Also, um okay, really quick, let's get back to the brackets of um oh it looks like one quick news I wanted to check this throughout the show by I have yet. It looks like Tim Williams might be back
0: on Saturday. That's that's huge for Nevada. Or not Nevada, New Mexico. Right. Uh, but he's he's been out since um End of January. Yeah, and uh New Mexico, they've been they've been doing all right, I guess. They, they've lost their last three in February, and they've always had issues in February under Neal. So having him back would just be just extremely, extremely helpful for this team.
1: So here's what Jeff Grammer of the Albuquerque Journal, if you're not following him, follow him now, immediately oh yeah. for basketball. <laughs> uh, basically, yeah, Williams got rid of the boot on Monday. This is written off today, March 2nd in the morning, so just like two hours ago. So he threw it in the trash, so he's now the walking book, free to return to practice after his doctor's visit uh, Monday, and as for a final rowing, obviously, it depends how he doesn't practice. So, if he's back in the tournament, psh, New Mexico could be a team to win as well, and we'll go into more of this next, when I do our next our pr- tournament preview stuff, but that's a big game. If he if he could play at all over San Diego State, I don't know if he'd play, maybe a few minutes, but if he's Healthy and has enough practice time between now and the tournament, it'd probably be helpful if they get a bye so he can play fewer games. Because if that foot injuries are weird, they're like if you play a lot, especially like four games and four nights, whatever it may be, three games and three nights, that third game, if they make it far, probably limit him a lot or hamper it his ability to play where he, we think he can or know he can. So, I i don't, i would you expect him to play Saturday unless I don't maybe a few minutes just to see, like maybe five minutes or ten minutes?
0: He might play a handful, and I think that. New Mexico has to win Saturday if they want to get an auto bid this year. Uh, because, like you said, if if they bring Tim Tim Williams back and those foot injuries can be a pain, so they need to play as few games as possible. And just from a perspective that you play more games, it's it's more challenging to win them all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if they can get a five seed and SDSU, their oh man, their their offense was just atrocious last night so mm-hmm. if, if they play anything hey, close, hey,
1: whoa, whoa. they held air force to 38 points come on
0: 30. It, that's that is true but what they score 51 themselves i don't know if yeah. that will get it done <laughs> um, so I, new mexico has to win on saturday that's a huge game for them uh if they clinch the five and they bring tim williams back and he looks even 70 80 of himself as, as he was earlier in the year then New Mexico has as good a shot as just about any other of those top five seeds.
1: All right. So I was looking up Team rankings. That's a pretty fun website to look at. I don't know if you have it up in front of you, but if you don't, yep. if you, do, you, have you, or do you have Nevada's page in front of you?
0: I uh, can click it right now. No, so don't, they...
1: don't look at it. Okay. As okay. Okay. we discussed him at large potential. What do you think of their percentage for at large is?
0: Well, I know that I think we've gone over this before with team, uh, with team rankings. They they seem to give Nevada a higher yes. at large percentage than what I expect. I would put it like five percent at best. I I don't see it happening, but I don't know what is it's
1: it. It's higher than their automatic chances. It says 40, What? 429 percent. What thirty six and a half auto bid eighty almost eighty percent to make the tourney potential seed a nine seed.
0: A nine seed? No, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, that. That would put them ahead of teams like Northwestern and Xavier and USC and and Marquette. I, that's that's bizarre. I don't know how they got that number.
1: I, I don't know either. But that's uh, just want to point that out. I'm going to probably do a post on this because I think they put out. Okay, we're going to discuss some stuff in a moment. But have they put out their conference tournament? Well, probably not Mountain West, but. Have they? Have you looked around other conferences? Like, usually a percentage, like, this team will percent to make the quarterfinals or semifinals. So have you seen that on their site from conference tournaments yet, like from the smaller ones?
0: Um, I I can check out, like, Atlantic Sun right now because they're already 30 underway. I flipped through one of these last night. I think it was A-Sun, actually. Because I know um, they've done before,
1: and that's always cool to see. Like, oh, they're this percent to get here. And it's always like, why is June will be so high? Well, they're at home, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> or stuff like that. Or... New Mexico could change to get Williams back to be higher just because, or Utah State probably be higher than we thought because Jalen Moore. But let me let's do over this. We did not write or discuss this past week the uh, NIT bracket, which like I said these tournaments now pay attention because if the champ doesn't win, they get an auto bid right now. I don't think there's any auto bids at the moment, but as of now or as of it's NYCBuckets.com. So if you head over there, that's where it's at. This is from the 27th. So oh, they yeah update last Monday. What do we have four Mountain West teams. You got Colorado State at 60 playing Mississippi, Misses, or playing Utah. Be interesting. Maybe I'll go to that game if they play Utah. That's down the street for me. Boise at Texas Tech. It's two, and what else we got here? Fresno. Whoa, that's off. TCU Fresno, and then number one Georgia versus San Diego State. So there wow. could be four teams, which, and that's fine. If they win a lot, that's helpful. But I. Yeah, because they're assuming also Nevada is going to get the automatic bid.
0: That's that's a stacked field, and I think that, let's see, how many of these teams would be playing at home? Just Boise? Uh,
1: no, all of them are road games. Boise's a five. Oh, no, no, sorry, sorry, I, I misread that. Yeah, Boise's at home versus Texas Tech. Okay. So one well, home game out of the, that group?
0: Eh, and we'll see how the actual bracket shapes up, and you have New Mexico also being considered, so... Maybe as many as five teams.
1: I don't know. That uh, depends on if these champs win a conference tournament. True. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, let's see. Did you find that or not? It's okay if you did it, But we can look up look it up later.
0: Yeah, I, I have it right in front of me. I was I was thinking like, does does the NIT they they base their selections on on resumes right, not on on like team talent or what you'd expect from teams. As far
1: as I know, they do the same selection as NCAA.
0: Okay, that's what I thought. But um, I think the week before they had STSU higher than Colorado State, which was kind of interesting. They but um, Yeah, it, it could be a stacked NIT field as far as uh, Mountain West is concerned, so that could make it interesting.
1: Get a couple wins. Hey, maybe next year's our year to get three teams back in like we normally do, two or three.
0: Maybe so. I think Nevada's in good shape, so we'll, we'll see.
1: They should be in, so... Watch those tournaments. So here's here's the plan. We'll find that link later because I want to find it because it's always fun to look at the conference game by game stuff. But conference tournament, we got games this weekend. So check out your teams. There's a lot of seeding stuff online. Big one, obviously Nevada CSU. So like I said, do what you can. Chromecast it if you got it. If you don't know what Chromecast is, they're only thirty bucks. Go buy it at Target. I'll recommend <laughs> Target. Go there, get your five percent off to, to get the red card and do that. So go to Target. Get your TV may already have it. Like I said, Directv app on or ESPN3 app on DirecTV. I, I think Xfinity has that as well. So there's, I know it's not ideal. People complain to me on Twitter. I'm like, Urgh. actually, one more thing we need to do there. Oh, dang it. Football schedule. I need to work on that in a minute. Shoot. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the mountain of schedules came up. There's a
0: lot going on. <laughs> I knew
1: that was coming. To me. I went to, somebody had a question about like our awards.
0: Oh, right. Yeah.
1: I'm assuming you Stacy, uh, coach of the year, no matter what. Or, I don't know. I think it has to be Stacey. I think it's him if they don't win the regular season.
0: I'd make the case for Musselman honestly. Um, I, a lot of people were skeptical of the Nevada hype coming into the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they thought they wouldn't be able to contend with San Diego State with what they've done. Hey, not this uh, guy, not this. Yeah, guy. oh yeah. Hey, you're one of them. But there, there are a lot that were skeptical of the Wolf Pack, and I think Musselman's done an awesome job this year. So. And you can't take away what Eustachy has done, but I'd probably give my vote to Musselman if not Wojcik, because I think he's done a really, really good job with San Jose State. But how often do you see a coach that finishes in the bottom half of a of a standings winning the coach of the year? So I, I'd have to go Musselman.
1: He's probably done the best job, I think. Mm-hmm. So does this weekend matter to you? Like whoever wins or not, does that make a
0: difference? I, I, I would think so. I, you know what? Maybe you could even say the winner of Saturday's game, their coach is the coach of the year. Um
1: there better not be a tie. Come on, no ties.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that would that would be pretty lame. I, I would I would still probably go muscle in though.
1: I think I'll go you stacy Maybe I'm just because his team down so many players. Mm-hmm. And, and they're also over exceeding expectations as well. And Definitely. They, um I actually look real quick. Would you know what they were preseason?
0: What what uh ranking they were in the conference? Yeah, like coaches.
1: I oh, think they were seventh. Someone yeah, tweeted yeah, I, at me. Got it right here. Hey. Cool, a few tweet, Mountain West, or well, maybe it's my computer, but our chart shows up first, which is awesome on Google. Thank you. Uh, seventh overall, Boise fifth. So, Okay. So I think with that, I think cause, and I think it was Nevada maybe number one, but with that i got to say, or not, no San Diego State, Aztecs, 23 first place votes, zero for Nevada <laughs> from the media. If I would have voted, there would have been a one there versus Nevada. And <laughs> Didn't so, uh,
0: Fresno State get one?
1: They did. New Mexico got three, and Fresno got one at fourth. Hmm. So it was, uh yeah. So I I'm gonna go with the way it turned out. I gotta go, Stacey, win
0: or lose. I that's I mean, it's a good pick. It'll be either you or Musselman. And then
1: San Jose State finished last, predicted last. So I, yeah. done a great job, but got a few more victories. So who's your player of the year then? Who would you say you're? They're gonna win. Is it somebody from this game this weekend? Probably.
0: You know, if San Jose State was better, I would. Definitely go Brandon Clark. I think he's been awesome this year. But I think it's a, th- a three-player race between Marshall Clavel and Chandler Hutchison. Right now, I'd probably have to go with, Phil with Marcus. Even, Hutch- what?
1: Even how Hutch- hutchinson has been playing a little bit of late?
0: I, I would think so, just because of how much he's improved. I, I saw last night that he had seven double figure game games last year and I think his career high was 19 and then this year he has 26 and his career high is now he had he's had 30 three games over 30 points so he's been awesome but I would have to go with Marcus Marshall because that guy's completely turned around a an awful Nevada shooting team last year they were just atrocious and and that was the only thing that that was holding them back and, and Marshall's put the team on his back and he's just been killing it from deep and leads the conference in scoring right now and av- averages three assists per game. So I'd have to give it with Marshall, but you can't go wrong with any of those three guys.
1: I think nobody from New Mexico then, I'm assuming? No Eli Brown?
0: You, you know what? He's He's been good this year. I first, thought he'd be better, honestly. Guy, I, I would I would say he's first team, but I thought he would be better this year. He's had some inconsistent games, just like Trey Kell and Jeremy Hemsley have, but those are all really good players.
1: I'm thinking I may have heard a little bit of not having Williams there, because if you don't have your second best or whoever you think the best player on that team is, if they're not <laughs> there, your secondly second, next best score or whatever scoring guy, but like he's been playing pretty well. I, he's probably first team, but with De Mexico being lower down, I'm gonna go with you. I gotta go with uh, uh Marshall, Marcus Marshall there to win Player of the Year. So I don't know. I don't recall who's a freshman or newcomer, so I'm gonna avoid that one. Do you recall who's the new guy? We should be like <laughs> who's like, hey, this is a freshman. He should be here. I think
0: Kobe McEwen is, is oh, the guard okay. from Utah State. He averages fourteen a year and he was, I believe, the only freshman in my top twenty five countdown. I think he was maybe twenty four or twenty-five. But he's been really good alongside Jalen Moore. Those those two have been really solid this year, so I'd, I'd have to give it to him.
1: Okay. Yeah, I think so I think who do you think would be first team? Would it be uh, Brown, Oliver, Marshall, Hutchinson,
0: Jalen Moore? Or I believe I
1: don't see a few guys there. So
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I think I would go. I think Marshall, uh, Marshall's a gimme. Uh, Clavel as, as well. As well,
1: he's almost doing a double double per game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. True.
1: And two and a half blocks.
0: Uh, yeah. Amagbo. Amogbo has been solid. I don't know. You could go with about eight, seven, seven or eight different guys. Or they
1: could go the sleazy route of the West Coast Conference, make a ten-player first team.
0: Yeah, I, what is that? Have you seen any other conference do anything like that before? I think they've done the past couple of years because my other job is
1: BYU stuff, and I was like, first team 10, that mentioned ties, but I recall, I think they do, do that the past couple of years. So it's just the, I think it's just technically called the all conference team. That's,
0: and that's so, bizarre.
1: And it's also weak. Come on.
0: Yeah, it's it's just a bunch of participation trophies, yeah. but I'd, I'd probably oh. go Marshall Clavel, Brandon Clark. Emmanuel Magbo and probably Elijah Brown Eric, or now, now I'm snubbing Hutchison. No, I think H- Hutchison instead of Brown. I don't. I don't know if I'd place Oliver in there. Would you take him? Uh, I don't know. He has he has better stats than Magbo. Okay. <laughs> this, is, this is tough, and that's what I was saying a few days ago. Like you yeah. look at these first and second teams, you would think that this conference would be uh, much more powerful than it is right now because there's so much individual talent, and that makes it tough to pick these teams. But um, yeah, you, you could you could pick seven or eight, maybe nine different guys to pick the first team, and I would I would agree with it. And
1: what's interesting, maybe it'll just, when the NBA draft and stuff comes around, I wouldn't be surprised that there's almost 10 players playing pro basketball somewhere.
0: I wouldn't be shocked either. And you know what? You could even find maybe Nick Duncan playing in Australia, so you never know.
1: He could join, um, who was it who went to Australia? Drimic. No, not Dremick. Um, went to New Mexico. Cameron Barso, does he play the AFL now, the uh, Australian Rules Football?
0: Oh, oh, yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> he could change give, – give that a try to do that. But he has I a mean, body mean, to do it. What I mean for hoops, I'm not saying NBA. I'm saying either playing the D League, uh, Europe, China, <laughs> something like that. But I could see at least a, maybe a dozen players. Because like Eli Brown, like Jalen Moore tested the waters last year. K- Cameron Oliver did. Marcus Marshall was considered NBA talent. So there, and there's a lot of guys from like Tim Williams. There's a lot of guys out there that will make the case for an NBA or tryout or some sort of uh, – Pro career, but that's our show for today. We'll I'll have this up um, hopefully Thursday late afternoon, so tune into that website, com on Blog Talk Radio, uh, Stitcher, iTunes. Just Google the show, give us a review also. March Fadness hey, we're doing good so far, you and me tearing it up. Yeah, after, we, I mean, we <laughs> have good
0: opinions. What can you say?
1: Listen to that as well. It'll be, it is, I think that show almost timeless just because, yeah, you got the brackets for fun, but. Find that out. It's about 90s One Hit Wonders. We had an excellent time last week doing it for about an hour, and it goes through March, so that'll be on our homepage, so check that out. Listen to it. If you don't like sports, well, you're listening to this, hopefully, so maybe <laughs> you do it a little bit, but tell your friend. I've seen people write essays about songs on the bracket. I've seen all sorts of crazy things that co- wow. come across Twitter about certain songs. Because wasn't, wasn't your winner um, Semisonic, right?
0: It was, uh, I think that was, I think that was Matt's. Mine was, was saved tonight by Eagle Eye Cherry.
1: Somebody wrote an essay, I think, about Eagle Eye Cherry I found on Twitter. I think that Oh, nice. I gotta go back and look and see I'm like, and something, so. But check that out as well. And again, we'll have a show. The tournament starts, uh, Thursday, right? Or Wednesday. Uh, I think it starts
0: Wednesday. Yeah, it starts on Wednesday.
1: We will attempt to do a show Tuesday, I guess. Does that work for you? Maybe? Yeah, that sounds good. All right, we'll get some previews up. The first games we may not talk about a ton, but whatevs. We'll get out to it, but, uh. Yeah, again, Bethker underscore Eli. Yeah, you you it. it's it's March week, March month, tournament month. So follow you for all the whatever you want. Pac twelve hoops, uh, Mountain West, any hoop stuff out there. Check where can they find their bracket as well? Because I assume you're doing probably multiple updates throughout the next two weeks.
0: Oh yeah, I think maybe starting tomorrow, I should probably either do daily or every other day because it there with all the auto bits coming in, it's going to be really busy. But if you look on Bracket Matrix. Uh, under the tab heat that's that's mine heatcheckcbb.com is where I put all my brackets and things like that it's it's under construction for the most part right now but uh, all my brackets and stuff will be there
1: what's the short code on there because they abbreviate it so what's yours on there do you know
0: heat H-E-A-T
1: okay there it is yeah so the search for heat updated just yet the other day so you have uh, Nevada right I'm assuming still number yes. one mm-hmm. okay alright so check that out check out our show we'll have some obviously a lot more hoops news and everything else and hey it's tournament time and who cares we're st-